Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. again to win that number I'm your host Ray Hunt a good week off the field but once again no points picked up from the two matches during this past week all that all the talking points for those matches coming up but before we start I'd like to brief you on a few ways for you to contact us you can find us on Twitter at number podcast find me at Ray Hunt 84 and Kevin on at Moscow Mush email us on in that number podcast at gmail.com find us on Facebook you know the usual um Let's now bring in the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Hello, Kev. Hi, good evening. Um, congratulations to you on your 10-year anniversary, Ray. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it was actually 10 years since uh, I gave that speech at your wedding. But yeah, oh, it was um, brilliant. I remember. I'm just, I'm just sorry that nobody recorded it. It was, you know. I'm, I'm very happy that nobody recorded it. <laughs> no, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant, and I, I can, I can just about remember it. But it would have been nice to have it, you know, on record. Oh, how did you spend uh, your anniversary anyway? Um, well, we just had a couple of days away from the kids and we went up to um, to Oxford for a couple of days, somewhere where we've never been before. We wanted to go somewhere close. We weren't too far away from the kids. But, yeah, it was nice, a really, really nice city. I'd recommend a visit if yeah. you haven't been. I have been, yeah. It's a, an academic wonderland. It is. It was, yeah, really, really good. Um, right, so we've had the good with the appointment of Ralph Hassenhutl, oh. the the bad with the Spurs result midweek, and the damned right ugly with yesterday's performance against Cardiff. Very smooth, yeah. Where are we going to start? Um, Any news this week? Um, I don't think so. Um, no, I thought should we, we just, just, go, just go straight into the yeah. Just go straight into the fantasy football and then we can wrap it up. But no, um, yeah, Hughes out. Um, it's been the rallying call for so long and it's actually happened now. Uh, him Hughes out, yeah. A day Eddie after we, we did a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, the same day that the podcast came out, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, him and Eddie Nowitzki left the club. Um, they said that the search for a new manager was already underway, and um, yeah, the rumours picked up fairly quickly that uh, your man Ralph Hasenhutl was uh, the favourite to, to take First the job. First Austrian Premier League manager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that did leave Kelvin Davis to take charge of the game at Wembley. But um, yeah, I mean, from from what I read about him leading up to it, um, seems like he's got all the credentials uh, for a very good uh, manager. Indeed, uh, yeah. The only thing that's been said against him, uh, I've heard, is that uh, he doesn't have any Premier League experience. But I mean, there aren't any Premier League. Managers worth their salt left with experience. Unless so, it's Sam Allardyce. Well, I mean, yeah, we talked about this before. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to uh, give give that any credence. But yeah, um, Red Bull Leipzig, um, pretty much the lesser of the Bundesliga, short of winning the league. Um, in Goldstadt before that, I'd, um, yeah, got them promoted, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, I mean, took them from the relegation spots right up into mm-hmm. the Bundesliga. And um, oh, yeah, I think when he was in charge of Leipzig as well, he they were only just promoted, weren't they? And then he took them to second. So, hell of an achievement. Yeah, yeah. And, actually, um, there's a there's an article that I read. I actually tweeted it as well on Wednesday. I think it was. It was written by Luke Osman on Ralph Hasenhutl. So, check it out. Um, you, I mean, I've retweeted it. So you can find it on our page. Where you can, it's a really good read. So yeah, yeah. Read it. Give it a go. It's a good primer, and yeah, I enjoyed that. And um, this is even before it um, came out, they'd been appointed, and uh, yeah, really whetted the appetite. Um, yeah, the first performance, uh, and um, yeah, I suppose he hasn't had enough time to really um, stamp his mark on on the team. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. You know, I mean, um, going back to the Hughes um, sacking, it really reminded me of how I felt. Um, after they sacked Nigel Adkins. Now I'm not I'm not saying that it's the same kind of you know why you know our Nigel like we loved him so much and he got us promoted two seasons back to back, but it was just just the timing of it you know I mean um, Adkins was sacked just after we'd um, had a pretty convincing draw against um, Everton and it was starting to look like uh, the team was turning it around and the the same here you know after that awful result against Fulham. We do manage to grind something else out against Manchester United, and then yeah, straight away get sacked. So the, yeah, the timing really confused me. Well, I think it's like most um, football managers. I think it is a results business, and they are basing on the ones beforehand. They already had their mind made up that Hughes was going, regardless of the result. Um, but yeah, I think as soon as that Fulham game was finished, I think they made contact with him. Then I think um, hasn't who all this is. And they approached him then, and then of course I think the Man United game didn't didn't matter. I don't. I think even if United uh, Saints had won that game, then Hughes would have been out. That would have been really strange timing. Yeah, I mean, look at I mean us looking on the outside, you thinking, yeah, why why then? You know, why not wait till the Spurs game then, or why not do it before the Man United game? I get, yeah, I guess that's a weird. Well, I was thinking more of the Cardiff game. You know that uh, give him like one last chance to try and try and pull pull something out and turn it around, and uh, you know I mean that that Fulham game and there there was a, an international break that they could have uh, made use of, but I guess they were just hedging their bets. 
Yeah, I mean, it's sad, you know, and I just worry for the financial financial position of the club because, I mean, this is the fifth manager in the last three years. We're giving them all three-year contracts and yeah, this is now our fifth manager. And then, um, okay, yeah, Kuman left to his own accord, but yeah, all of the other managers since then, we've had to pay off the rest of their contracts. So, I mean, we must be down like in the tens of millions just on that. Yeah, I mean, it harks back to what I was saying about how how badly this club's been run over the last five or six years. You know, why yeah. should we... I mean, it's like I said, it is a results business, isn't it? I mean, you have to... I mean, why didn't they just give Hughes another one-year deal? Or well, why did they bother with him at all? If um, if if this guy, you know, I mean, if this is a black box and, you know, we've had people on the radar and that sort of thing, uh, he hasn't... He's, uh, Hasselhoot has been out of uh, a job since May, so mm-hmm. they could have quite yeah. easily brought him in the summer if they'd really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, he hasn't. He, he left at the end of the season, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, that's a strange one. I hadn't really thought of it like that. I mean, it obviously it was obviously on the radar, but I guess they figured they'd give Hughes a chance for keeping us up. I thought, well, you know, he, he was only there short term. He's kept us up. It's only fitting that we do give him a contract. But yeah, I, I, I question the length of the contract. I mean, because you always knew he was never going to stay beyond that. I mean, I think we said it at the start of the on our pre-season preview that. There's no way he's seeing out his contract. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no real place for loyalty in this kind of cutthroat business. I mean, we saw again Atkins. Um, mm-hmm. Results yeah. business, isn't it? It's, it's, it is. it's truly results. I mean, yeah, Cortese was pretty pretty ruthless with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it was Les Reed though that he wasn't willing to be that ruthless because um, he did have a good relationship with Mark Hughes. Um, maybe that's one of the things that led to his downfall. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But then, you know, wholesale changes now at this stage of the season. You know, we haven't got Les Reed now. haven't got Mark Hughes. New man in charge, fresh eyes. Um, is there enough time now for him to turn it around? Oh, he's got bags of time. And if Hughes had enough time to, okay, he would turn it around a little bit um, to keep us up. And, um, yeah, he's, he's got a lot more time uh, than, than, than Hughes did. Um uh, okay, if, if this man can't keep us up, I don't think anyone can. And um, yeah, I, th- I think there must be an agreement that okay, if if we do go down, um, he'll be the man to take us back up again. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Like I say, with fresh eyes, fresh way of thinking, new um, coaching staff. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's it is exciting. Like you say, I I am excited for this new this new era, and let's hope it is with his new like high press style of play that it can go back to the the days of Pochettino because that I mean I, yeah. as a Saints fan I've never seen Saints play as good as they did under under Pochettino so hopefully once he gets settled in let's see what happens Yeah sure I mean yeah Kuman similar um attacking style of football I mean it's a thing that was being bemoaned of Claude Puel that, that it was it was boring yeah the, the results were there but it just wasn't exciting to watch um, and Pellegrino and Hughes um, I suppose Hughes's style was a little, little more interesting to watch but just the results were just so dire. Um, one last question um, so yeah with with a manager who's famed for um, a, a pacey attacking uh, youthful style of football do you think we'll be seeing more of the, the youth team coming through into the, into the first team? 
Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think... I mean, looking at his team sheet from the first day, I know, he, I know he hasn't, you know, he's not settled into this club yet. But I mean, he did start Jan Valery. Um, then again, most of the youth players that he would like to bring through are already out on loan. So I don't know where yeah. this leaves Sam Gallagher. But then again, Obafemi wasn't involved in, the, in his squad either. But yeah, I think so. I think I'd like to think so anyway. I mean, you know that he's worked with like the likes of like Naby Keita as well. Um, Timo Werner. Yeah, Timo Werner. And also, I think Pascal Gross was one of his as well. So, yeah, he does. I mean, it's like a little passion project for him, isn't it? Bringing up these um, these youth players. And so, yeah, hopefully. I know Koeman wasn't too keen on playing the youth, but let's let's hope he does. Let's hope that this, this club gets that, that injection. And, and Obafemi, let's let, let him grow a bit as well and get, give him some time. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm all for that. Right. Um,. Let's go into the Spurs game, shall we, on Wednesday. So it was 3-1 to Spurs. Goals from Harry Kane, Lucas Moura and Son Heung-min. And a 94th minute consolation goal from Charlie Austin. I want to talk the starting eleven with you. Um, Calvin Davis took charge of this game. So we had McCarthy, obviously. Um, Target Yoshida, Stevens, Cedric at the back. He had two holding midfielders in Hoiberg and Stephen Davis come into the team. Redmond, Armstrong and Ward-Prowse making a start and Gabby Adini up front on his own. What did you make of the uh, Ward-Prowse and Stephen Davis starting? Yeah, I think he was definitely making a statement about the players that he thought had been left out uh, unfairly in, in Ward-Prowse and Davis. And to a certain extent, Gabby Adini, who Hughes um, late on in his reign kind of tried to find a more winger kind of role for him. Um, but yeah, he was left alone up front. So yeah, I, I don't know. That, I thought it was kind of, it made clear some of the, the frustrations maybe that, that were in the team. Um, yeah, didn't didn't go with um, with Obafemi or, or Jan Valery um, either. So yeah, a little bit surprised at some of the choices, but um, I suppose you can understand them. I'm a big fan of Stephen Davis, and I still think he's got something to offer, but um, I think it's just mm-hmm. maybe a question of morale. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I was yeah I raised my eyebrows when I saw it. I mean I, I was expecting Valerie to be included because um, I gave him the man of the match in the last game. Um, I thought yeah he'd go straight back into the team. Um, obviously didn't think so. Um, yeah and Stephen Davis I'm, I'm I'm I want to see him get more minutes. Maybe not a start, but it would be nice to see him you know get more play time. Gabbiadini won yeah that was a bit of a bit of a shock. I mean. Did he really deserve to start? I don't know. I mean, Ings, Ings is injured. Um, Austin can't play uh, more than, I don't know, about 40, 50 minutes of, of football uh, without getting knackered. Um, and, yeah, it doesn't leave it over for me or Gabby. So he's chosen to go with um, the devil he knows best. Yeah, he's just playing the one up front, though. That was a bit of a surprise for me. I thought he would go, definitely thought he would go with the two. But never mind. It was, it was okay. It was a it was a decent enough uh, starting lineup. You got Redmond and Armstrong there that can come come forward in attacking roles anyway. So I suppose you could, yeah I suppose you could move that formation to a four three three if you say yeah, yeah move move um Ward Prowse back with Hoiberg and Davis and then Redmond Armstrong and Gabbiadini yeah I agree could have done that. So the game three one 
as I say. Yeah. This it was an interesting one because I thought Saints played quite well second half especially. Yeah, it's like right from the off. Um, I don't know. They just seemed really lazy, and I, I just thought it was a matter of time before the goal came. Um, and yeah, what was it nine ten minutes in? Yeah, Harry uh, Kane doing the, what he does best. Yeah, even before that, Son managed to hit the post. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a bad yeah, weather. Yeah, a warning. Um, but yeah, I've, I don't know how. Um, it was from a corner, and yeah, Kane just managed to run through the entire uh, defensive setup, just through about what six or seven players, and uh, yeah, Yoshida just yeah useless. Well, see, I can't decide whether it was a defensive lapse or Kane was just being Kane. Um, yes, okay, Yoshida was a bit stagnant, but yeah, I just think Kane made us look worse. To be honest, I'm sure he's the one thing you got to look out for on set pieces. Well, yeah, and we weren't. No, um, any positives? Um, from the first half, um, about halfway through it, um, I mean, after that first goal, we did look like we were sort of um, dealing with the the the, attack, the counter attacks that um, Spurs were putting in, and um, yeah, I mean, we were making a few good breaks now and then. Um, yeah, at halftime it finished one nil, so that that that's a positive. And well, the, the, uh, yeah, the, Hoy, the Hoyberg shot. Um, that yeah, that was a screamer from Loris. Um, and then Armstrong with the rebound should have been bearing that. He should have. Yeah. And there were a lot of moments like that throughout the game. I mean, we, we I don't know. We hit the post a number of times, three or four times. Um, yeah. Yeah, post up bar and uh, Lorries did pull up some wonderful saves. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's my man of the match. <laughs> yeah. I already had him down as mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the second goal, the second Spurs goal, came from another set piece. Um, I question yeah. Yoshida's reaction timing on this one. Yeah, just turning his back to the ball mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I really don't understand it. It's yeah, just just like Wesley Hoot did. Um, yeah, and then um, Son, third goal, Matt Target to blame. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. should have dealt with it a little bit, little bit better, and it was like a nice, easy tap in for Son. So the, basically, the game was over like five minutes into the second half, and then Saints started to play. It was like the like the Man City game; they conceded three goals and then started playing. You know, if, they, if only they had started the game like that, because say, as you say, Redmond hit the crossbar at that point. Yeah, uh, Hugo Lloris made a double save as well, didn't he? Um, from I think the second one was from Ward Prowse. It was yeah. point point blank, straight down his throat. Um, and so there's another were... Hoiberg screamer as well. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, he made a good save from from Charlie Austin as well, and Charlie Austin at the bar. Um, so they were creating the chances. So it was it was encouraging, even though it was three 0 down. Um, but the pass from Stephen Davis for for Charlie Austin, yeah, that was that was that was skulls like. It was <laughs> fantastic ball over the top. Um, and Charlie Austin's first league goal of the season. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that. Um, yeah, he actually actually managed to score. Yeah, he took it well. Yeah, one on one, you think that he's going to sky it, but um, no, he does the goods. Um, yeah, it was. A... I'd say it was his first. Um, Legal league goal that had been actually allowed. Absolutely, um, oh, yeah. Call them offside. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was well played in the second half. I mean, I looked at the stats at the end of the game as well, and the 18 attempts to their 13. 
you know, three one does flatter them. Yes, we got beat. They yes, they're the better side. And yeah. I think it was a, it was just only a matter of you know they're just having the quality. Defensively, we haven't got it. Offensively, they have. Yeah, so with a different simple. goalkeeper, could have had a different result. But yeah, Everton ended up the better for him. Yeah. So, uh, man of the match, apart from Loris. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn because um, yeah. Uh, mixed performances from from pretty much everyone, but um, yeah, Heiberg or Redmond? Uh, how, what, what would what would you say? Um, I've given it to Redmond. I think mm. just because you know he, he's carrying on what he's been doing all season, really, just continuing to run at defenders um, and creating opportunities. I think he hit the bar as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, I think, and as we saw later on against Cardiff, I think. Um, Hasenhutl look looks to him to play through the centre as well going forward. Um, I think he could be very very crucial for uh, for our uh, Premier League survival. You know, so yeah, I I think yeah, I think Redmond deserves it for me. Yeah, through the centre, that, that's that's an interesting proposition because he's been very strong making those, those incredible runs down the flanks. But um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what they come up with in the future. Yeah, so moving on to Cardiff then. So oh, this is this is the this is a t- difficult one to talk about because it wasn't a very good game. So they lost one nil, goal from Callum Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, starting eleven for Saints. So Hassan Hurt was first game. McCarthy in goal. Um, Valerie Bednarek comes in. Vestergaard comes in, and Target. So three Yans at the back. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Hoiberg, Romeu, and Lamina in the middle with Armstrong, Redmond and Austin up front. So it looked like a 4-3-3 and it looked like Redmond was playing through that centre. But as we saw, as the game went on, Lamina looked like he was playing pretty high. He had a little bit, I think, with, with Romeu and Hoiberg there, both sitting holding midfielders, Lamina had a little bit more freedom to move forward. So I think that was his thinking as well. And obviously with Armstrong and Redmond able to run, you know, doing the work for Charlie Austin pretty much. So yeah, so ended up more of a kind of four-two-three-one. Yeah, yeah. Austin just go hanging. That's it. Cause he can't run, especially in this new new system that they've got. So good start from Saints. Um, Austin had a little flick just past the post to start the game with. Yeah, I mean, um, there's not much he could have done with it, but no, it was a good, nice little, nice little flick. Um, but that didn't last long. Yeah. Cardiff had a really good spell finding the space. Um. And Jan Valerie and, and, and Target didn't have their best games. I mean, they were just they, they were being caused problems all the time. You could say they were targeting Target. Um, <laughs> just yeah, s- sloppy in possession again. Just I mean, yeah, losing the ball just all too easily. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, it's what we were um, lauding uh, Valerie for before. Now. Uh, I'm not so sure about them. Oh, you're allowed to have those games, but... Against Cardiff? No, that's what I mean. Against Cardiff, he wasn't really... But they they got some quick, speedy wingers there. They were causing them problems. Um, but yeah, Valerie come off at half-time as well, and they put um, Stevens out there. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, do much better. No, but yeah, I think, I think Valerie was just struggling with the pace of the game. 
Do you think like defensive chemistry is an issue now? Because I think we've used every single defender we've got and not necessarily in their right position. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going through every possible combination um, so we can find um, two centre-backs that can play together and have some sort of agreement and understanding between each other. I don't think we've got that unit at all. I'm not convinced. Um, yeah. Bednarek didn't have a very good game. He didn't cover himself right. in glory. Um, and we all know what Vestergaard did. Um, there's just nothing consistent there. There's not never been a back four that knows what that seems to... Be it'll be really really interesting to see what Hassan Hüttel does for Arsenal. You know he's got that full week to work with them now. Um, what is he? I have no idea. It could be any one of those players that are playing centre back. I've got no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if Hüttel and Yoshida come in and played centre back. I wouldn't. You know I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, back to Cardiff. Um, Matt Target. I don't think he, yeah, as I say, I don't think he had a very good game. He didn't have a very good game against Spurs either. What did you make of him? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, he should be making the best of his chance to try and try and prove that he can fill that position um, after, well, with Bertrand being out. Um, yeah, hasn't won me over, definitely. No, not good. Um, I want to talk about the penalty shout on Stuart Armstrong. Was it a penalty for you? Um, it look it did look very weak. Um, you do seem given, but I wasn't up in arms about. No, about I that. agree. No, I think he was go. He was on his way down, I think, and I don't think his arms in the air helped matters at all. I think the ref just looked at it and thought, no, not having that one. However, the Redmond one. Yeah. That was a penalty. He clipped his leg. Yeah, I'd be given that. But. It was a stronger one, but it, I mean, it wasn't like the most egregious thing. It's not like we can say that we were hard done by and we were robbed of a result. We, we just weren't good enough. No. Um, and it all basically come down to the horrible defensive error that made the difference. That was it. I don't no, know I couldn't see. Oh, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, at that point I was, yeah, there's, it's nil-nil. This game's nil-nil and I wouldn't, I don't think it deserved to be anything else. Um, and you know he, Patterson's like a makeshift striker as well. I think he plays yeah, right back for Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Just like for Christ's sake. <laughs> so they don't have a known, known strike force, and he's absolutely under, under no pressure whatsoever. And I don't know what it is. Is it a back pass that he's trying to do, but doesn't get enough weight on it, or um, he thinks that there's someone there? Maybe he's seeing ghosts or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think the only thing that I do know is that he's not a Premier League defender. No, and it's just so sad that you know he's um, he must be our most expensive defender and eighteen million pounds well spent. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Hassan Hurtle's going to give him a a start anytime soon. Sixty three percent of possession as well. Just didn't really create much. I mean, we created more in that um, Spurs game by a long way. Yeah, just and nothing happening. This is the same story we've been having all season, but bossing possession, playing it around, um, yeah, having having a lot of lot of shots. Although I can't say we, we had a huge number that are in that match, and not making the most of it. Yeah, yeah, same old things. But yeah, yeah. it's going to take some time for uh, us to see any 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 result. You know. Once they get yeah, well, into that training, then, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we all know about Hassan Hüttel's style of play, that frenetic high press, 
you know, um, I, w- I was eager, eager to see it, you know, come to fruition. And I really wanted to see what his starting eleven was as well at the start. I was really mm. intrigued. Um, but first impressions on his first game um, in charge? I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite sure about that combination of Romeo, Heuberg and Lamina, you know, who are kind of seen as um, more defensive midfielders. But yeah, if you are playing Lamina in a more attacking position. Yeah, he played with Lamina in a more advanced role. I know it was a 4-3-3 on paper, but I'm guessing they had the freedom to move around. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Very defensive. Um, I I mean, I know he's had next to no time with this squad. Um, So I'm not going to judge him too bad, but with the ball, we were terrible. Yeah. That that's what it came. To. We gave it away too many times. Um, and I did notice a lot as well that when the ball was coming in into the, our area, we were hoofing it. There was a lot of hoofing the ball. Just get get rid of it. I don't know whether that's Hassan Hurtle that has said that to them. It's like, look, look at this is the position that we're in. Any danger, get rid of that ball. I don't know whether he said that to them. Whether he's he's done his film study, he's looked at Wesley Hoot and thought, Christ. This is causing Saints a lot of goals. They just need to get rid of it. Thinking, you know, safety first. I don't know whether it was that. It could just be nerves. That There's a new manager that they've got yeah. to try and impress and they don't don't want to give the ball away. They'd rather, rather hoof it out of danger or, or um, get it across the line. Sure, but then when they've got the ball in the middle of the park as well, there was a lot of giving it away. I know that's the same old Saints, but you can't really judge him for this just yet. But... Zonal marking again at the corners? Mm. I don't like it. I've said no. it before. I don't like yeah, it at all. I'm not a fan. Though. It's It doesn't work. So that doesn't look like that's going to change. Um, but on the plus, I mean, I am more hopeful that once he gets his stamp on the team, you know, we're going to be more successful than we have been. He, you know, he did seem very vocal on the technical box as well. Doesn't yeah. seem very shy. And he looks like a man that's going to get stuck into into your players as well. So I think he might, you know, get that fear factor in. So, yeah, once he get, I mean, I know he's going to have a full week now for the Arsenal game. It's just a shame that he's got his first, you know, home game against Arsenal. It's yeah. Just, it's tough, really tough. But, yeah, he's got a whole week with them now. He can take training with them, make his decisions, come up with a proper game plan. And, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, um, well, yeah, um, I hope you enjoy watching that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> first game I've going to all season. It's the uh, the one at Arsenal, yeah, it's going to be good. Mm. Well, you never know. Well, it's me, it's going, I'm, I'm a bit of a jinx. Oh, um, well, for the last um, home game I saw against Arsenal, we won 4-0. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I wasn't at that one, was I? <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. Um, man of the match in this one? More difficult. Uh, um, I still think Redmond. I, I think um, he's one of the players that um, Hassan Hoot was going to have uh, fun with, I think. Yeah, I think uh, so, yeah. Him along with Lamina and um, maybe some of the younger players. Um, yeah, Femi, Valerie. Um, yeah, uh, possibly Long could be brought back into the team. Oh, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to see a manager that really, really gets him playing again. Mm. I'd love that. Because he's, he's a positive player. He's just sure, incredibly yeah, he unlucky. A, yeah, and it kind of uh, suits his style of play as well. He's mm. just he's a non-stop chase-the-ball-down guy. Doesn't stop working. So, yeah. 
Um, I think I'd give it to Lamina only just because he looked more effective in a, in a more advanced role, really. And I think if he carries on in that way, yeah. We all know what sort of work he does as well. He likes to put a shift in. So, yeah, Lamina, Redmond deserves a shout, like you say. But, yeah, that was a tough one, though. A real, real tough loss. So that leaves us in 19th still um, on nine points. And, you know, that was only because Man United beat Fulham that we would have been bottom of the league. So <laughs> Yeah, um, and there is a big gulf opening up between the bottom seven and the rest of the table. And, yeah, it's, um, it's worrying. It's like Cardiff have won like the last three home games now. Yeah, they've been on fire. They, they've come out of nowhere. Everyone wrote them off at the beginning of the season. And it's still... I guess that's, that's why, you know? I mean, they're, they're not under any pressure to... But you still um, look at them on paper and you think that is a, that's a terrible team. No disrespect, but it's not a Premier League team. They've got a right-back playing up front, for Christ's sake, and they're still beating us. Mm. It's, yeah. So what, what's next for Saints? Arsenal. Yeah, we've talked of it. Arsenal next Sunday. Ugh, daunting. Horrible. Arsenal fifth in the league, 34 points, two losses. And that was the first two games of the season to City and Chelsea. So they haven't been beaten since. It's very difficult to get anything out of them. Although, um, did you see the Huddersfield's Arsenal match? Yeah, it was a close one, wasn't it? That was very close, so that, that must give us some kind of hope. Uh, yeah, and that was at that was at the Emirates as well, wasn't it? Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you've got you. <laughs> when we've got a defence like ours, and you've got Aubameyang on ten goals, and mm-hmm. Lacazette, I think, has got six. Torreira um, looks like a proper Torreira beast as well. Torreira looks like he's coming on. Yeah, you have got Mkhitaryan who can't. You know, he was on the bench yesterday, I think. Özil can't get a look in at the moment. Um, Unai Emery has got, got, you know, he's, he's done a really good job turning this team around again. And you know those fans are hardcore. Yeah. But I am actually enjoying watching Arsenal play this season. I think he's a, I think he's a really good manager. Definitely. And we've got some, um, something, something incredibly, um, some managers that have given us some really, really impressive and watchable football. Um, like Maurizio Sarri at Chelsea, obviously, yeah. Yeah, Klopp and uh, Pep at Liverpool and City. Uh, okay. Don't want to talk about clock. Sure, but I mean, you, you end up watching the first kind of five or six matches on on match of the day and, and thinking, wow, this, this is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, yeah, if, you give, if you give you and I Emery a, um, a few transfer windows, and I think they could genuinely challenge City and Liverpool and and Chelsea. I'm not saying they will yet, but yeah, they're they're up there. I mean, they're Champions League, aren't they? I think they've just got a little bit over Spurs. Massive win last week as well for them oh, yeah. against. Well, no, it wasn't last week, was it? It was the week before. But yeah, um, very hard to get anything out of them. I can't see us picking up a point. I'm going to have to go with a two-nil Arsenal win. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You I, seem I'm, surprised by that. <laughs> um. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, Arsenal probably going to win, aren't they? Um, I just think it'll be a little bit closer. So I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal. Okay. I think we'll get a goal. Who's going to score? For us, Mm -hmm. uh, Stuart Armstrong. Okay. All right. Nice. Okay, so predictions. I'm going to go into that from last week. Yeah. Do you know, I actually said 3 1 Spurs. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember that. Um. I didn't even realise until I was um, writing my notes 
<laughs> oh, okay, I got that right. I completely forgot. You said two nil, so that's five to me and two for you. Uh, Cardiff game. I said two one to Saints. Uh, you said one nil to Saints. So nothing there. Overall scores are now thirty twenty nine to me. Um, grab the lead straight back. Still close though. Very close. I would have thought I wouldn't have thought it'd been this close at this stage of the season, but yeah, it is. So, um, fantasy football quickly. Um, yeah, quickly. Um, no real uh, changes in position as such. Although um, uh, David McNeese, Deportivo uh, East Cows have moved up the league a little bit into sixth. Um, interestingly. Um, Patrick Shea's team, which was called In Sparky We Trust, and then he changed it to yeah. Sparky Please Leave, and now it's <laughs> Do the Hoodle. <laughs> okay, I don't um, see that. But yeah, but yeah um, he looks like this week's loser on 31 points. Um, Real Deal FC, Marcus Fanshaw uh, scored 55. Uh, you ranked in 42 uh, as it stands. And, um, Salah. I got Salah and Kane. Yeah, but um, yeah, you had Bertrand and Ings in there as well for some reason. I can't. I told you um, I can't take Ings out of my team. <laughs> okay, it's going to change them out for you. But yeah, I mean, but you know, this is all before um, it, it's updated. Um, yeah, Aubameyang um, didn't score, did he? he? Got an assist, I think. Uh, Firmino. Uh, no, he didn't score. No. Firmino, did he not score? No, he got a couple of assists. Yeah, um, and Felipe Anderson scored. Um, ben Mee kept clean sheet. He's on my bench, so yeah, um, not an amazing week, but just very, very much average. Yeah. Okay. Um, because of our managerial change, um, I guess we'll. I mean, you did say it could take us a couple of weeks with the Valerie chant, so we'll, we'll definitely do that next week. Um, but um, yeah, you, you said a. Uh, off uh, off mic that uh, you had a, a chant for, for Ralph Hasselhoot, our new manager. Um, yeah, no, it was not mine. I can't take credit for it, but I saw a uh, Hasselhoot chant and I thought maybe we could we could share it on here. Okay, so it's Ooh, Kruger went to Europe to buy an apple strudel. Instead, he bought a gaffer. His name is Hasselhoot. He presses on the left flank, he presses on the right, and when he saves us from the drop, we'll sing this song all night. <laughs> I like it. Wow, I hadn't heard the full version. You hadn't heard it. Oh, okay, it's, it's, it's been doing the rounds, so I thought, yeah. oh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll grab that. Okay, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Um, just to uh, congratulate uh, the wonderful Matt Markstone uh, on Sync Podcast. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds hundred episodes up, still going yeah, strong. Yeah, congrats, that's brilliant. True, true veteran of uh, Southampton FC podcasting. So yeah, well done, mate. Excellent. I I second that. Um, yeah, just the usual. Um, like us on on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter, and um, yeah. yeah, like, subscribe, review us on iTunes. Tell us what send you us, think. Send us some emails as well, and let us know what you think about um Hassan Hurdle. And again, yeah, check out our uh, our Twitter. Get involved with our polls as well. Have you got any polls this week? Gambit Narek. Yeah, very good. <laughs> But yeah, um, just keep yeah keep up to date and uh, yeah up the Saints. Up the Saints. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.